Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia. Still celebrating Easter, and we will for weeks to come. Uh, the Psalms offer us a space to engage and express a multitude of emotions and experiences. Sometimes from the realms of sort of like anger and grief to the other side of joy and deep comfort. They allow us words to speak and give us words of God's people who live according to his promises. And Psalm 23 is an incredibly familiar psalm. As I mentioned, it's probably the most famous and familiar of all of the psalms. And today what I would like to do is walk us through one family's experience of Psalm 23 as they engage these words together through various situations. I have a good friend of mine who went to seminary with me and who is also now a pastor And he told me about a situation he went through a number of years ago with a family from his congregation. The family, one of the members, had been very seriously ill, suffering from cancer. She was near the end of chemotherapy and actually doing somewhat well. Things weren't great, but they were improving. There was sort of some light at the end of the tunnel. And one of her favorite psalms as a kid and throughout her life was Psalm 23. And so they would pray that together through this time. And in that situation, these words were words of wonderful comfort. God, who is one who brings goodness into the world. He is the loving and kind shepherd of his flock. And this family was resonating with those words. Still waters, green pastures. Things are improving, and the goodness of this God was very evident in their lives, right? Provision for the body, provision for health and wellness. And it wasn't easy. They were experiencing the shadow of death, but they were moving away from that area of death into a place of comfort, right? They could look at their lives and affirm with this psalm, yes, the Lord is my shepherd, and he is caring for us. This psalm offers us words of comfort. It reminds us when life is going well that we do have a God who cares for us, his sheep, feeding us, providing for us. We rejoice in moments of healing. We find comfort when things like work is going well or when relationships with family and friends are at peace or improving in some way. We give thanks even as we walk from a time of hardship because we see that we are walking away from it in those situations and we trust in God's goodness at work in the world. He nourishes us and this psalm, it affirms that. It gives us words to express that comfort and that gratitude. Things were progressing very well for this family when suddenly there came a massive and sudden turn for the worse. Her health rapidly declined, and hope of any recovery at all was just entirely smashed to pieces. And suddenly the family found themselves gathered around their loved one as she was dying. And at her death, together they prayed again these words, Psalm 23. But these words in that situation took on a different meaning. And it wasn't one of comfort, These words became full of anger and full of frustration. They became an indictment against God because at the bedside of their loved one, these words weren't true anymore. 
This wasn't still waters. This was not green pastures. She did not have the comfort of being safely led out of the valley of death, but rather death took her. These words became full of tension. The Lord is my shepherd. Really? Then where in the world are you, God? If he leads his flock to safely away from death, if he provides food for them and protection, why in the world didn't he intervene? Something is wrong. Rather than nourishment and calm, this family experienced a loss, an emptiness, and a deep turmoil. When life is not going well, these familiar words are experienced very differently. They again again become an indictment against God. He's promised to provide. He's promised to care for. And not simply in like a spiritual, unbodied sense, but in the protection of the goodness of human life in the protection of the goodness of the body, because he loves human life, he says. And yet when we find ourselves in situations of loss, whether it's financial or security of some kind, when we find other situations with health and when people, uh, loved ones, are being dragged away through the valley of death, and not simply through it, but into it, that death is taking them. There's anger at times. And this psalm exacerbates that anger in some way, right? The Lord is my shepherd. Well, then something isn't right with this situation. If he provides for his sheep and feeds them, then what in the world is going on right now? Goodness does not seem to succeed in every and any situation. Evil and death keep claiming. And we wonder if the Lord is my shepherd, why doesn't something change? Eventually, this family gathered together with other loved ones for a funeral. And once again, these words were heard. Once again, they found themselves praying together the words of Psalm 23. But it was different again. The anger and the injustice of this death, it wasn't gone. They were grieving together the loss of their loved one, but rather than just a bare indictment, these words began to become a promise, one that they were holding out for. This was not a moment of green pastures. It was not a present moment of still waters. Things were still not good and right because of this death. It was unfair. But these words became a call to hope, to long for what is not. These words about pastures and still waters and the safety and nourishment of God in a very concrete and present manner became an image of something to hope for, of something to long for. It stood in contrast to the present circumstances. God promises life, wellness, and provision, but death has taken again. But the mercy of God is not a static thing that we try to hold on to. It is a divine pursuit of God himself. We are invited to trust that God's mercy chases people down like a good shepherd. That even when everything is contrary to what he has said, that his compassion has entered even death itself, that he might bring people back to life and reclaim people out of the domain of death, out of the grave, whatever that may look like. Christ is our shepherd, and he is good. But trusting in that goodness is not always easy, because evil and death still abound. 
As the family of God today, we're part of a family that gathers around these promises of God. And at times we may find these promises just deeply comforting for us. At times we may see God's goodness manifested in the world in a multitude of situations, in palpable ways, as circumstances may be improving or just have been good in certain situations for a while. And it's good and it's important to praise God in those situations. At other times, these promises of God, they become maddening. Because he's promised goodness, he's promised life and provision, and yet there's loss. Yet there's evil and death. And this psalm gives us voice to that anger as well and frustration in those situations. But the psalm doesn't end there. It calls us to something more. It calls us to the impossible. When situations are, in fact, falling apart, when finances are failing, when relationships are unstable or are broken, when physical health is declining, even when death is lurking nearby, terrifying and still very powerful, we are part of the people who trust that God's mercy can still win, even when it's impossible We are invited to hope that though death keeps winning and evil keeps triumphing, that God, in the end, will be utterly victorious and that he will be fully revealed as the good shepherd whose mercy did not give up, but whose compassion is powerful enough to even rob the grave and fill us all with life. We long for the revealing of Jesus. We long for his provision to be tangibly and deeply present that we might be at total peace and at total safety because it is what he's promised. All of these responses of this psalm from his people are entirely valid, each one of them, all on their own. Praising God when things are going well and goodness of life is evident entirely valid for us to be doing. It is also entirely valid to be voicing anger and frustration at times because what is promised is not fully present. It's entirely valid to do so. And it is also entirely valid, and on beyond that in some respects, it is what we are called to is to long for what this psalm speaks, to trust against all impossibility to trust against all hopelessness that our God and his goodness will be present because he's faithful and he will not abandon what he has committed himself to. His mercy, it doesn't just follow us, it continues to hunt us and chase us down even to the grave. And this is the promise of our good shepherd in Christ. Now may the peace that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.